Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily, today discussing the Chicago Bears and their decision on Justin Fields. When should he start? It's getting even trickier now because the offensive line has fallen apart. They have injuries. So we'll answer the question, when should Justin Fields start? It's all brought to you by DraftKings. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits when you bet on either fighter to win and no punches landed during the fight. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code PFF to turn $1 into $100 in free credits only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, Sam, we had a, you know, a friendly debate on the PFF NFL podcast this week about the merits of what the Bears should be doing. And with Justin Fields, should he be sitting? Should he be starting right away? How much does Andy Dalton actually factor into the decision-making process here for the Bears. So when should we and when will we first see Justin Fields? Or do you want to set the tone for what's happening right now with Tevin Jenkins' injury and in the, the Bears' offensive line? Yeah, well, look, the Bears are getting reamed for this idea that Andy Dalton will be the week one starter, and then sometime down the line, we will figure out when the transition to Justin Fields happens. Poor old Andy Dalton is giving it the, uh, the Mike Lennon lines, you know? Like, Justin Fields is going to be a great player, but this is my time right now, right? That's pretty much what Glennon said five minutes before they drafted Mitch Trubisky and sat him on the bench. Um, but yeah, like, look, their second round pick, Tevin Jenkins, who was going to be flipped to the left side and become their left tackle, is now having back surgery. And they hope to have him back this season, which sounds a lot like he's not going to be back this season. Um which means that they got rid of, you know, a reasonable starting caliber left tackle in Charles Leno for a salary cap saving. Um, they've just tried to rescue the situation by bringing in Jason Peters. Jason Peters got a pretty extensive injury history at this point and is like 40. So there's a very real chance that both tackle spots are a major problem for this offensive line, as is potentially somewhere in the, the, on the interior. We don't know how Cody Whitehair will play. Sam Mustafer is, is supposedly going to be their center. Like this entire offensive line could be a major question mark. And who's rolling into town week one? Aaron Donald and the Rams. Yeah. That, I wouldn't want to start Justin Fields in that game either. Yeah, that part's not great. Just to, just to highlight where the Bears offensive line ranks, we have them 28th in our preseason rankings. Even with Tevin Jenkins injured at left tackle and Jason Peters coming in to play left tackle, it's pretty much a lateral move. Jason Peters had a 67.6 grade last year. Yes, he had to dabble a little bit in right guard randomly in, in about year 20 of his career. But uh, again, you mentioned he's 39 years old. That was a that was the lowest grade uh, that we've ever seen from him dating back to 2006. So uh, Peters still might be a good solid player, but it doesn't make the offensive line uh, a good one necessarily. So um, now it comes back to the, you know, the theory of do you do you want a guy to sit do you want a guy to start and and I don't I, there's not this perfect roadmap to doing it right Peyton Manning started right away Tom Brady sat uh right. Drew Brees sat for a little bit Aaron Rodgers sat for a little bit uh there there are answers uh, to this question that you know on on both ends that are that are fine you know so I'm okay with them sitting Justin Fields especially with it with the way the offensive line is right now and especially the way Justin Fields 
has that high almost four seconds per drop back the other day. I know that yeah. includes rollouts, but it's still a question mark. Can Justin Fields get rid of the ball quicker? Because that's going to put even more pressure on this offensive line. Yeah, look, I think there's def- there's a debate to be had about whether the fact that he holds onto the ball for a long time is a bad thing or is a problem overall, right? I, I tweeted that it sort of puts him on the Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers style of play spectrum. Those guys have always held onto the ball a long time, but they've also been two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL since 2012, right? This, these are two of the best players in the league. And if you're saying, oh, the real problem with Justin Fields is he's going to play like these two all pros over here. Like that's, you know, that's not a problem. That's a good thing. Um, but you are looking at just for this specific week one, we're talking about going up against Aaron Donald, who's the league's best pass rusher, who will get pressure on every given snap if you give him enough time to do it. And the difference between a guy taking two and a half seconds per play and three seconds per play for Donald is legitimately moving the needle in terms of how much pressure he's going to get in a game. Like you may be talking about the difference between five total pressures and 10 or 15 just for that amount of time that the quarterback is holding it. Andy Dalton, the last five years of his career has averaged 2.5 seconds dead per play. That's pretty fast. Like that's one of the faster guys in the league. And Justin Fields was a half second slower than any other of the first round rookies in that first preseason game. Now, the nuance is he was effective when he held onto the ball that long, but I think the logic holds that you just don't want to expose a rookie quarterback in his first game to that much Aaron Donald. Yeah, and and look, I've heard people say, you know, you need a mobile quarterback behind a a bad offensive line, therefore, you know, he'll avoid sacks, and that's it's short-sighted because of the two people that you mentioned. Um, Justin Fields did have a great highlight where he did break free from a sack he ran for a touchdown the other day in his preseason debut but using Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson and the other guys that I've mentioned along that continuum Sam the Ryan Tannehill's of the world the Tyrod Taylor's of the world guys who might hold it a little bit longer but also they're in that group because they have a higher sack rate they will have highlight plays where they break break free from sacks and they are mobile but the real way to avoid sacks is to get rid of the ball quickly. What right. Tom Brady does, what Drew Brees does, what Peyton Manning does, uh, what Andy Dalton does, to be honest, what what other quarterbacks do to get rid of the ball quickly. That is the best way to avoid sacks and protect the offensive line. And look, the, the amount of time you're holding onto the ball is not necessarily the important factor because it depends whether you're under pressure or not at the time. The real key is, are you under pressure more or less because every quarterback in the NFL over time is significantly worse under pressure than they are when kept clean. So if you look at his statistics for that week, the first uh, preseason game, Justin Fields, when he took, when he took uh, longer than three seconds with the ball, he was uh, nine of 12 for 99 yards and a touchdown with a PFF passing grade of 82, 8.3 yards per attempt, uh, pass rating of 127. And that's not even factoring in like the extra that he did on the ground, a couple of four rushes for 33 yards and a touchdown. So like that's insanely productive because most of those plays, he wasn't actually under pressure. He just held onto the ball longer because that's how he likes to operate and that's where he's comfortable. But that changes when you introduce Aaron Donald into the equation, which is what week one is going to do because any amount of extra time you give that guy is going to result in more pressure and it's going to result in a worse performance than we saw from Justin Fields 
in the first week of the preseason. Like the extra time he's taking against Aaron Donald is going to be problematic. Here's the other stat that really tells the story. It's it's in PFF, uh, premium stats 2.0, all part of your PFF elite package. You go to passing pressure. You go to that drop down and you see the uh, P2S percentage. That's pressure to sack percentage. So what percentage of your pressure dropbacks lead to sacks? And it is one of the most consistent numbers in the NFL for quarterbacks. And Justin Fields in college last year, 25% was his number of pressure dropbacks that turned into sacks. That would have been the third worst number for any quarterback in the NFL last year behind Dwayne Haskins, behind Carson Wentz. The other quarterbacks that are up there, guys like Cam Newton, Matthew Stafford, Alex Smith, Mitchell Trubisky, and actually Andy Dalton up there as well, even though he's usually better at this particular stat. So it's just a way to highlight, again, it's when you're pressured. I I don't want to take away from the big plays that are going to occur from Justin Fields. I love his arm. I love his accuracy. I think his decision-making is good, but it's all about avoiding these negative plays. And I think the fair question for the Bears is behind an offensive line that has question marks, how much do we have to protect Fields from himself with his playing style, especially early in his career? To answer the question, though, I honestly think that the real, the solution might be week two. I mean, throw Andy Dalton out there as a sacrificial lamb week one, let him get murdered by Aaron Donald and the Rams defense. Week two? is the Bengals coming to town. Now, week one is actually on the road. I said the Rams are rolling into town. They're not. The Rams are staying in their fancy SoFi (laughs) Stadium, and Chicago is rolling out there. But week two, the Bengals are going to Chicago. The Bengals, you know, they invested in that defensive line, but they wouldn't scare you. And the secondary is no great shake. So that is a pretty favorable team, I would say, to get things on track with if you're making a switch. After that, it's the Cleveland Browns. You know, that defensive front might be pretty scary if you wanted to give it another little delay um and then after that you get detroit or you get the detroit lions coming to uh, chicago and you get the raiders on the road then the packers at home like those are the two spots to me either wait until week two for cincinnati or week four for the detroit lions you know my answer sam Uh, that's all good that's all good in theory right yeah you're right you know the lions don't scare you the Bengals don't scare you the raiders don't scare you I say do what's best by Justin Fields. When he's ready, when Matt Nagy determines that Justin Fields is ready, you do what's best for his development. And whichever day, whichever week that is, could be week 15. That's the day we should be seeing Justin Fields. It's either week two or week four. I'm telling you that now. (laughs) Let us know. What do you think? When are we going to see Justin Fields? And when should we see Justin Fields? It's the PFF NFL Daily. 